Yeah, and we're going to talk about them today. So that we are going to do. So what are who are we? Yo, welcome to Only Yesterday. Uh, it's Tony and Adam and Adam so, and Tony and Adam. And Adam. <laughs> For real. So uh, today we're going to be talking about attachment. And yes, there's, there's a lot that goes into this. I was, um, yes, brought back a lot of childhood insecurities and fears and that shit for sure. And so speaking of childhoods, um, my sources for this portion here are going to be the notes that I took while I was at the U, um, University of Utah in college where we met, let's go on childhood development. And I wish I still had this book. One of my friends has this book. I'm going to continue to hassle them until I get it back. But, um, yo, let's, let's get into it. What's the book called? Yo, if I remember, if I had the book, I would tell you. But since okay. I don't, I just have to know. Fair, fair enough. So my sources, just naming them right off the bat. What is Attachment Theory? The Importance of Early Emotional Bonds by Kendra Cherry. Um, adult Attachment Theory and Research by R. Chris Fraley. I almost said Chris Farley. Yo. <laughs> One letter off. Yeah. This is a side tangent, but guess what? What? I have the same birthday as Chris Farley. Oh, sick. February 15th, motherfuckers. Yo, get Remember, ready. Remember. February 15th is Not 14th, down. 15th. Yo, the day after day Valentine's after. That's Day. Just, I'm just cool like that, you know? We're getting lit. Yes. Well, allegedly. Those of you who are able to drink responsibly. Yes. Okay. Um, what is your attachment style? Attachment theory explained by Kelly Gonsalves and Christina Hallett. Um and then anxious attachment causes and symptoms by the attachment project. Um, and shout out to John Bowlby, who basically started this this movement of studying attachment. And then Mary Ainsworth, and we're going to get into it now. So, Yep, and Mary Ainsworth is a development psychologist, or developmental psychologist, excuse me. That's cool. I did not know her specific yep. credentials. I have that in my notes right here. Oh, Let's see, go. we're vibing, you know? We're good. Okay. So we're talking about attachment and what it is. Mr. Sir, would you tell me kind of what you understand it is? I understand attachment to be the intangible bond that people have with one another. Um, And I mean, that's like the most layman's terms I could. Yeah, it's just like attachment. You know, it's important to all of us. We all have styles. Um, it starts when we're we're babies, and I've read mm-hmm. some research that it even starts like in the womb. Right. Um, <clears throat> not all attachment is the same, but no. um, all babies will form some type some of attachment. Type, even the so the way attachment is formed is through contact and nurturing, right? Or it's, the lack of there. or the lack of. Well, yes, that's on uh, half of my things about the lack of that. Yo, um, don't hit your kids, please. Please do not. Um, so we're talking about attachment, the bond between an infant and their, I want to say mother, but I recognize, you know, non-binary caregiver, caregiver. Yeah. 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 Most of the times though, you know, they're nursing them and stuff. So Mm -hmm. historically and culturally it has been the mother, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's just what all the research is about. So they're mothers. So, right. And so I'll, I'll just say caregiver and and again because i i want to be inclusive of not you know not just the trans community but there's also you know single fathers out here who they're, are trying to do their their superheroes right like, couldn't do what they do right um so getting into it uh so i think it was either yeah mary ainsworth 
did like this strange situation thing mm-hmm. where she places the infant in the room. Yo, I see I, my yeah, man's eyes this. light up. I know we're this ding, ding, ding. Oh man. Okay. So, uh, we, she plays the infant in the room, right? Mm-hmm. And then she observes the styles that the infant has when the mom leaves. So there's some infants that like, they just freak the fuck out, mm-hmm. you know, the whole time. And the mom comes back in and they're soothed. There's infants that like mom leaves and they, they just kind of stop paying attention. They don't really care. And mm-hmm. then when the mom comes back or the caregiver, they ignore them and avoid them at all costs. Like, mm-hmm. and then there's another form basically disorganized where if like the, let's say the mom leaves, mm-hmm. the child is inconsolable. But at the same time, when mom comes back, the child is like attacking mom or trying to get away. And so it's, it's more of a, it, more of extreme cases like of abuse and stuff like that. Right. And so <clears throat> if I'm remembering correctly, the experiment was done with the, the caregiver and it was a, it was a lady who's yeah. the person. So it was the mom and it was the stranger as well. Yeah. And so they had the mom leave the room and then how the baby reacted to that. And then when mom came back in the room, how the baby's face was and then whether mom was smiling or not, or yeah. they just like had facial expressions. Yeah. It was really complicated. And then, when stranger came in right like yeah. so mom without stranger right or no disregard stranger without mom and so was the baby freaking out or was the baby super happy that kind you know? of like, thing so, yeah. yeah it was a great experiment please look it up yeah if you can. like it's 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 probably like the foundation of a lot of our thinking in the psychology world mm-hmm. just how relationships work and how to help people with relationship issues this is what we do Right, okay, right. so getting into it, um, they deduced that like there's anxious attachment, which was the baby was not able to self soothe. According to my notes, twenty percent of people twenty percent develop yeah. anxious attachment. Yeah, or excuse me, yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Okay, and then there was let's see, kind of avoidant, which was the the rejected the caregiver after they came back and tried to console the child or reestablish contact. The the child would kind of get away. Right, right. Um, there's disorganized, which came later, actually. And according to my notes, five to ten people have very. It's pretty rare, right? And I, I swear to God, I wish I had this book, bro. This is yeah. making me upset. Yeah, <laughs> I feel. Um, like- I feel you. And so, basically, what that means, like the disorganized, is rare because it has to. There has to be abuse, like mm-hmm. to the point where the child can't trust their world, or. Perhaps this neurodivergent or not, behavior. That too. And so um, basically what happens is the caregiver comes back and the child is like emotionally reactive, like super reactive to the person. They won't let them near them. They want them, but they won't let them near them at all. Right, right. And so this is mirrored in later in later terms, like in like uh, some, some diagnoses like borderline personality disorder, those kind of sure. things or is reactive attachment disorder. Reactive attachment for younger, like for teenagers and stuff. Um, it's mirrored in that a lot of like the patterns starting early on. Mm-hmm. So, um, so basically, from this, there were researchers, I, Hazan and Chavert. I'm going to say it like that because I don't know. Um, they started kind of investigating the similarities between our relationships as adults mm-hmm. and infants and small children. Is there another like a one where people don't? Like when the people are when the babies are fine, right? Is there like that? oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Okay, that, I always forget about them because they are. They're, blame, secure, they're secure in their they attachment. Don't, they don't need Adam 
to remember them. They're just there. <laughs> they're there. They believe in themselves. They they believe so, in themselves. And according to my notes, once more, sixty five percent of people develop secure attachment. And seriously, I don't. Stuff. I don't care about fire people. I don't care about the police. You are the real heroes. Yo, for real. Yeah, for real. I don't know about Tony, but I'm really fucked up. So if it wasn't for you guys, no. I, I, I would be uh, struggling in this world. You'd see me on the news. Yo, but we are here. We're holding it down. Yeah. And um, we we in the fucking mix, bro. We bonded. So uh, Hassan okay. and Chavere, you said? Yes. All right. Okay. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> um, developed research investigating similarities between adult attachment patterns and child attachment patterns. Mm. So what that means is that they investigated kind of the similarities between how you were cared for as an infant versus how you are as an adult in your relationships with people. I think that's crazy important. Uh, yeah, I think that's why I said it's kind of the foundation of like therapy and just right. what we do. Right. I mean, and so just like even even for someone who's not even interested in the field of, you know, the social worker psychology or behavior or whatever, just on attempting to understand your form of attachment like why is it that i bond with this person why do i feel so clingy like why do i feel like this person isn't giving me enough like yes and i think this is i've counseled adults you know from a therapeutic perspective i think this is a big thing Mm it's understanding because one of the one of the key like critical like developmental things during your early 20s is to find intimacy to find someone to share your life with Mm-hmm. Or multiple people, wherever that is, and so this this kind of developmental thing is critical to all of accessing all of that and accessing what what your needs are and how you best learn and everything like that. So yo, let's dive into it. yo. Let's I'm dive excited. Into it. I, I'm excited too. I was going through the shit this week and I was just studying this stuff and I'm like, this mm-hmm. needs to be on the podcast. So yo, we gotta talk about excited. it, bro. Let's talk. So. Basically, there is kind of a continuum of avoidance and anxiety. So it's like the X and Y axis, you know? Right, right. So on the four adult types are secure attachment, which is what we just talked about, preoccupied, which is also anxious. Um, right. There's dismissing avoidant, which is the the dismissive or the avoidant one. And then there's fearful avoidant, which is the kind of more the reactive one, the disorganized attachment. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So with the anxiety types, like with high anxiety, you have kind of the preoccupied, you know, right, right, where they feel a lot of in their adult relationships, they get really attached to somebody and they're worried that they'll leave. Right. right? And then on the same side, the high anxiety, there's fearful avoidant, which is um, the reactive one where you're avoiding things at all costs, but you're also highly anxious. So you got kind of the two. Right, right. You know. Where it seems like there's a, a contradiction in behavior. Yes, like I love you uh, or I hate you, don't leave me kind of feeling. Right. Yeah. Um, then on the other side, the flip, there is low anxiety continuum and then secure is also low avoidance. So mm-hmm. they'll form bonds with people. They'll you know, attach to people just fine and they won't feel anxiety about it. Right, right, right. That's how I feel like with my brothers, bro. Like we'll be able to yeah. just like talk like for one day, right? Like, hey, we chopping it up, talking, whatever. And then I might not talk to him for like weeks or whatever. Dude, but we, then we, we come back and like nothing ever. We happened, did, right? we didn't talk for like a year, dude. And look at where we are now. Yeah, like, you know. And it wasn't like anything. It was just like I see his posts on Facebook. Yep. You know, he's out there. I'm glad he's happy. I'm happy too. I want 
uh, maybe I should reach out to him, but I'm, I get busy. And then, hmm. you know, and then That's all good. I was like, do you want to start a podcast? And he's like, fuck yeah, bro. Okay. Look, here we go. Let me just, since we're on this topic, yes, I had an idea. Okay. Yes. And I'm a, I'm gonna take it back to before only yesterday even happened, bro. Like I had an idea and you know what? What? I don't know if people are going to steal this idea. Well, if you steal it, then you're, Fuck you. you're a D-bag. But anyways, um, I had the idea called If People. Remember this? When we were talking oh, about it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember this. Yeah. I remember this. So I had the idea called If People. And it was it was regarding a podcast. And I'm not going to tell you specifics. But that was when I had an idea for the podcast. But then that kind of fizzled out. And people weren't really wanting to get down into it. And then one day, Adam's like, oh, hey, we, we, we still trying to do a podcast? And I'm like... Let's fucking do a podcast, bro. Let's, Let's fucking do, do it. it you know? Let's just fucking so, do it. Yeah. And so that's the kind of relationship that's that's a great relationship, you know, mm-hmm. um, where you can just – I have friends I haven't talked to. I have one of my f- best friends in the whole world. We haven't seen each other in like three or four years, but we talk on, you know, on the social media and stuff, and I don't feel any separation from it. I, funniest fucking guy ever. Shout out to Sean. Get on the podcast. Let's go, um, Sean. Yeah. We've been trying to get your booty out here. Yes. And so... Um, Respectfully. Get his booty in here, yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, going back to the other side of it with high avoidance and low anxiety mm. is dismissive or avoidant. And right. what that is, is they do not like getting close to people. Mm-hmm. Um. So they avoid relationships, but they don't really feel anxiety about them in the same way. They just don't like to feel kind of closed in. Right. They don't like to feel closed in because perhaps that that person's going to leave again. Yes. And so or, my brother and I, we look the same, hmm. completely fucking opposites. Sure. Because he's like extremely avoidant. I'm extremely anxious, occupied, preoccupied. <laughs> so like it's, it's interesting how in the same fucking family – that it can diverge, you know? Absolutely. And I think that that has more to do with just one's, one's qualia, really. Like, the way that you perceive life, the way that you perceive your, like, yeah. your, your point of view, right? Like, if we're in a movie, like, your character's perspective. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. We're going to talk about famous characters that kind of exhibit these across the years. Um, mm. So, kind of what that looks like. So, a secure person, throughout their development, you know, they got consistent love and care you know and they were able to self-soothe and they were able to uh they weren't anxious about things right 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 so the preoccupied or the anxious again the kind of childhood they they might have had would be inconsistent care fear of abandonment so neglect Mm. abandonment all those things right right hold on yo this graph that you have here is super helpful i know right it's cool we're gonna have to like somehow let our listeners see this yes the continuum of Attachment. And so with dismissive, they might have grown up like in a tough household where it's like you can't wear your feelings on your sleeve or you get beat up kind of thing. Right, right. And so they learned not to show their feelings and they learned that intimacy maybe signifies vulnerability or weakness. That sucks. That's not my, that's the, that's the Japanese culture for you. Like most of the people have kind of dismissive avoidance. Okay, then let me. Let me retract what I said. That doesn't suck. I will say that. <laughs> no, it does suck. No, I mean, because, you know, as we walk through life, right, it takes all different types of people yeah. to make this world go around. Yeah. So I'll say that being abused sucks. 
It does like, suck. Absolutely. Like being yeah. in a relationship where, you know, your caregiver isn't giving the, you know, consistent care. Yeah. That shit sucks. Yeah. Um, but the the people that come from it, again, I, I believe in people, right? Have potential to do great things, so then we can also yes. have potential to do terrible things. Yes. So, yeah. And I'm getting to that because the dismissive avoidant is kind of how I was raised by my dad. And then my mom was more of the secure attachment hmm. where she was always the one to comfort me and everything. And my dad was more out of the picture emotionally, like just not there emotionally. So, and that was, his, that was his culture. Like that's how Japanese relationships kind of are in a lot of ways. Hmm. With, like with the dad. The dad's usually like that. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. So anyway, and so fearful avoidant, that's, that's more, like I said, there's a lot more mental illness, like mental health diagnoses associated with that one. That's more suffering abuse and harm hmm. makes it so you're afraid of relationships, but you want somebody to comfort you because you've been traumatized. And right. so there's lots of different scenarios to fit that, but that's kind of the, the uh, types of adult relationships. So let's scroll down there to dating styles because this is like we're going to roast me a little bit here so just let's just let's scroll down <laughs> bro cuz so just for those of you who aren't um for, I mean for those of you who are listeners we have our laptops in front of us so we don't need to like express the fact that we're scrolling down we can just casually talk about it we might even fucking clip this so you said okay, something fine, about fine. <laughs> fine 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 i mean you I'm, don't fucking we might just leave it in yo let's okay. go okay just leave it in leave it's, it's it funny in. okay so dating styles um this is so this is portrayed so much in our society like mm-hmm. these styles and the romanticize so like they create unrealistic expectations you know okay um for things to work out for whatever Right. Okay. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, um, like I said, these are these are the these are the champs out there. The secure dating style attachment is just the most benevolent form of just humanity. Um, let's give a clap for secure attachment because we all need them. So, capable of loving and providing for others, and then also being able to be independent. Hmm. And so they're not anxious about. Is this person going to leave me? Is this going to not work out? You know, they're there for people and they don't feel anxious and they open up themselves to people. That's what's up, bro. That's why I said they're the heroes. They're the real heroes. They're the real MVPs. Yes. Out here holding it down. Yes. Not causing a fucking scene. Exactly. And so this is me. Anxious attachment, dating style, craves affection and closeness, anxious about abandonment. Gets attached to people, high emotionality. Yeah, that might might fall, you know, somewhere on that my, you know, continuum. My heart is like a little puppy dog, and it just needs attention. It mm. just does. I don't know why. Well, I do, but I'm keeping that off of the podcast. Yeah, that, that's for therapy. <laughs> that's for my therapist. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to burden Tony's shoulders with my woes. So yeah, it's somebody who like they get crushes. Like I get a crush on somebody, and like you kind of idealize the person you fantasize you know you Mm. get close to them too quick you might reach out to them or try and be in the dms kind of thing you know um yeah that kind of person that's like like michael scott like michael scott from the office from the office i mother i i am michael scott like i'm just sitting here thinking about this like that's how he is and i don't want to be like that but uh 
hmm. man's got needs. So, and so I'm glad. You know what? That that what I'm thinking. That's for therapy. We'll we'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, okay. Cool. So they crave, you know, that that uh, that affection, that that closeness, and so perhaps that can come from a, a, a few different things, right? Like the yeah. caregiver not being there, or if the caregiver was there, you know, not paying enough attention to them, yeah. or um, I think that's what. I think my childhood fucked me up a good bit, so like, right. it's I mean, probably that. No, I mean, not necessarily you. I'm just like saying in general. I'm um, just saying. Be- oh, but I'm speaking from my experience, just talking okay. about <laughs> as being an anxious person. You know, yeah, um, yeah. for me, it was just wanting closeness with someone. Hmm. You know, and so I'm still single, and I'm 27, Ooh, and I beat myself yeah. up about that all the time. And he is on the market, ladies. Yes. Um. So, so anxious, and I would put it like. I just crave that emotional intimacy. And mm-hmm. so I try and create it too quickly with people okay. like Michael Scott. Like Michael meeting, Scott. Meeting, fuck, his Asian wife that like half hour later broke up with him. Mm-hmm. That episode on the Christmas episode. All right, right. That did happen. That is kind of like my life, except for I'm the Asian one mm. in the situation. Uh, well, I mean, you can. Man's been, man's been bounced a lot, okay? That's what I'm saying. Man's been curved a couple times. And that, bro, that's okay, though, because here's the thing. Like I was trying to tell you earlier, dog. Yes. Like, yo, they scared. They're scared of Godzilla, bro. Godzilla. They ain't ready for the heat, family. That's We'll tell you about Godzilla on a Patreon, so, yeah. Yeah, when, when we start not. making a Patreon. When we start making a Patreon. When we have Okay, so moving on. Um, avoidant. These people want um, space. Mm. They want to be free. They can't be bound, you know? They kind of fear intimacy in relationships and telling people their feelings or getting too close to people. So like they might sleep with a lot of people or they might have lots of relationships and just go through relationship after relationship because they'll get to the intimacy part and just kind of pull back. And so Hmm. would you say this was you? No, I'm just, I'm just taking it in and thinking about the people that I know that may, you know, exhibit some of these behaviors. And so it's just, it's, it's interesting. And so I'm wondering, because my mind is always on that, yes. why? My the mind why. says, why? This is a symptom of something. Yes. And so... And that is a very good skill to have as a social worker, so... Yeah, we, we fucking out here, bro. Yes. Um, and so it, it makes me wonder, right? Like, so if maybe caregiver, again, like, wasn't there when the child needed it, or if the child might be... Uh, I don't want to say neurodivergent. I mean, not not to could say that that's a it, right. It could be neurodivergent, but I'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing. But just like yo, just, just caregiver, I just I just don't give a fuck. Like maybe they're just ambivalent. Is what I was thinking. Ambivalent. Like, um, that was actually, I think that was a term in some of the stuff early on, and then they changed it for some reason. Hmm. But uh, kind of more the avoidant is where it arises is kind of like okay, if my care if my caregiver doesn't care about me, I don't give a fuck. Hmm. Kind of feeling. You know, okay. so even from infancy, like the, the the caregiver comes back in and the child avoids them. It's kind of a way of avoiding being vulnerable because mm. in a lot of like some of some of the cases that cause it is where you're raised in a strict household and you're raised in a harsh environment. So you're taught to believe that you don't need people. Right. Yep, I can see that. And so, yeah. But yeah. um the next one's disorganized, and this is actually like the rarest and least researched one because it's it's not as common as the others, but it arises out of abuse. And so you, in relationships, you might want a relationship really bad, and you might, you know, long for one, 
But when somebody tries to, you know, get close, you have a trauma response or an anxiety response mm. and kind of freak out. Yeah, that sounds like which. A, yeah, go ahead. No, that sounds like a couple of the clients that I've worked with. It sounds like a couple of people that I know. Um, it's very, um, like I said, there's a lot of mental illnesses, mental health diagnoses attached to this one. Yeah, so, for sure. And I have definitely seen that too. So some of the dating traps that these people might fall into. Mm. Um, what? Let's put on our, our social work caps. You know, we got it on. What? are some of the dating traps you see here with people? I mean, you can look at my life and okay. my recent week and you could, so, we could diagnose it that way. Or. No, 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 no. <laughs> so I'm going to, I had a friend recently and this, I don't think this friend's ever going to hear this podcast, but um, they said, Hey, Hey, my dude, um, I'm thinking about breaking up with my girlfriend. And I'm like, damn why like i yo everything every time i hear you guys you know everything's great you know it's holding it down y'all having a great time like what's going on and you know he was saying like you know she's she's kind of clingy a little bit you know and there's been a couple times where you know like i have behaved in a particular way and she her response to it was it was immature yeah and I was like, okay. And so I was like, well, hey, you know, can we acknowledge how your behavior affected the situation? And then can we also, you know, address how long has she been in a relationship before? Have How many times has this happened? And yeah. so like how many relationships has she been in? How many times have you guys had this type of discussion, whatever? And so just thinking about the relationship dynamics, right? Of a person who says, yo, I need constant reassurance versus someone yeah. who's secure and says, I don't know why you need constant reassurance. Like fucking chill. I already told you you good to go. I love you. You're great. Okay, yeah. let's let's keep it moving. And those kind of relationships suck. It can be draining, sure. Like, okay. Yeah, so kind of like an avoidant person matched up with an anxious person. And yeah. One of them desperately wants that like affection and intimacy, and one of them sees that as, you know, something they don't want. Right. That's like been me my whole dating career up until this Yo. point. I'm like, oh, I'm oh for oh for like whatever, you know. Like, I, I I can see that. Like, kind of the dating trap is being attached to somebody that is incompatible with you, your attachment style, mm-hmm. and then not being able to meet each other's needs mm-hmm. and not being able to um, respond to each other in the way that you want, you know. Yep, and so. Yeah, go ahead. I'm glad you said that because he he asked me like, "Yo, so you know what, what what's going on? What do I do?" And so I was like, I asked him a couple questions. Um, one, just flat out, straight up and down, like whatever my boy Toure says. He says straight up and down like twelve thirty. He just so, named him straight up and down like twelve thirty. No, that that wasn't him. Was oh, okay, like, okay, my, okay. My brother has a saying, and he said gotcha. Tell you straight up and down like twelve thirty. Yeah, but um, like six and twelve. Yeah, and right. so uh, he says, you know, what do I do? And I'm like, bro, do you want to maintain this relationship? Like, just flat out. Do you yeah. want to keep it? And so he's like, well, you know, I don't know. Not a Dukin. And um, then my sister, Kelly, I was remembering what she had told me. And I I use that shit to this day, what, what I'm about to tell you all now. She said, if, if you want to be with somebody, right, and the person is, you know, the question is, do you want to marry this person? If the answer is not, fuck yes, I want to do everything. If the answer... If the answer is not, I'm sorry, that, that was rude. If the answer is not, fuck yes, I want to do everything that I can to maintain this relationship. I want to do everything that I can to make this person happy. I want to try everything that I can to, you know, work with this person. 
if that answer is not fuck yes, maybe reconsider your relationship. And Get so, out. or maybe reconsider, just be yeah. like, yo, so how hard do I want to work for this? Do how hard does this other person want to work for this? Should, should we sit down and talk about it? Is this a relationship worth maintaining or get out? Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, it was just, it was something that I thought was interesting. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. And so it's, that's like one of the worst things, dating situations is to be somewhere where it's not right for you. And, Mm -hmm. but let's say you're anxious and you're clinging to somebody like you desperately want like that love and care and stuff. And you do things in relationships. So like you, you um, cling too fast, you know, or we're talking about me now. Um, (laughs) You, you fantasize, you know, you, somebody shows you some attention, you know, and then you, and you daydream, you imagine, daydream, you imagine, you build it up in your mind. What could it be like, you know, it would be nice if we were, and then you create these expectations for things. um, You create expectations for things that aren't may or may not happen. Mm. And then when that doesn't happen, you're crushed, which is, why we're talking about this right now. So. <laughs> I will I will say, and I believe I said this to you as well. Yes. Um, there are times where your brain just says any old fucking thing to you. Yes. So just be mindful of objective reality. Yes. Because sometimes we can psych ourselves out, we can hype ourselves up, we can depress ourselves. We can have imaginary fights in our heads and make ourselves sad. Like <laughs> That has happened before. It's happened. So um, just be careful. Yeah. And so with this kind of like dating trap that people fall into is they choose somebody that's not available. You know, they choose maybe somebody who's avoidant or reactive or they just choose like somebody else who's just in the wrong place, you know, or someone who's just super secure. It's like, yo, I ain't got time. Yeah. And so what they do is they crush. And literally I think the term crush was invented for this feeling. It just feels shitty. (laughs) It feels like it feels shitty. You know, It, it can, it can dude. And so, what I'll say is regarding, you know, attachment, right? Again, this is an intangible bond that we have with people. Like, and, and again, we have attachments with like literally everyone we walk past, meet, like make friendships with someone yes. on the street. Like it's our primate brains. Right. Whether it's a, an, like an intense bond that lasts yeah. many years or if it's just a few seconds in passing. Yeah. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that you know, it's anything negative. Yeah. Like you get, it was like, yeah, we're, we're freaking, we're passing ships. Yeah. Like ships so, passing in the night, sh- ships passing in the night, mate. And so it's, um, give yourself credit, give yourself, give yourself some, uh, some leeway. Oh, I will. And we're going to talk about tips yeah. for that when we, you know, there's still a lot more to unpack here about, yeah, yeah, no, you know, no dating traps. No worries. And so with this, with my, I, I will use myself as a case study. Um, you go through life kind of lonely, you know, and you des- desperately want that, you know, but it's hard to find like somebody who's secure because of these dating traps you fall into of pursuing the wrong people. Okay. What are that. kind of, you know, some of the dating traps avoidant people may, we were just talking about it with your friend. What are some of the other dating traps that they might fall into? Well, I mean, not particularly with my friend because I don't know his you know attachment style, but I mean, something that an avoidant person may fall into, right? Like we're, let's say we have, we're, Adolescent, let's say late 20 or early 20s, right? Sure. So we club in, we out here, we boom, yeah. we getting it in. And so, you know, someone who is anxious in their attachment style, they say, hey, uh, babe or person or love, yeah. hey, will you text me? Let me know that you're having fun out here. The avoidant person may look at their phone and be like, 
set that back in my pocket and I'm having fun and we're chilling and we're great. And the anxious person says, Hey, Hey, are, are you good? Like, is everything okay? Like, are mm-hmm. we good? Is, what was, what's happening? And I've actually, yep. Yeah, I've experienced like being that anxious person. Like, mm-hmm. and so, and then the avoidant person may, you know, like look at their phone, like, Hey, chill, fuck off. Yeah. And then, you know, set the phone back in the pocket. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, and then when they get home, they got to deal with exactly. And I'm, I'm going to compare it to this. Have you ever worked a job where you just you didn't want to be there? You just want to get the fuck out. Absolutely. Me too. I worked my first job was it's. This is funny. I worked at a burger place, hmm. and I fucking hated it. Like it was the worst. Ex- people spit on you, bro. You know, kind of thing. People throw garbage at you. I'm glad you don't work there anymore. Oh, that would suck. Yeah. So. um and I would just sit there all my whole shift waiting till it was over, wanting to get out, get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of what it's like for maybe for an avoidant person to be so tied down to someone, you know? Yeah, sure. The feeling of being tied down, right? Like it, the feeling like, God damn, like feeling overwhelmed, feeling, you know. It's like working a job that you don't want to be at. Yeah. You know? Word. No, I feel that. Like, yo, I got to make this money. I got to be here. I gotta fucking show up but um yeah i hate working here yeah and so you see these people kind of they're fun on the outside and they they have a lot of people around them mm-hmm. but if you try and get close to them it's the pushback you know um right there's that's like what hollywood's all about you're like <laughs> <laughs> that's what hollywood george all clooney about. that he's built an entire career of being an avoidant person basically it's just a persona word i yeah. believe it so um with kind of the we're moving on to the more the trauma one what are some dating um traps you think they could fall into with uh disorganized disorganized okay okay disorganized (sighs) jesus christ um any i mean i don't think he dated but i mean two thousand years ago i couldn't be sure so (laughs) abuse um i'll just say either abuse or um, a bunch of gaslighting, trying to break the boundaries of the relationship to say, okay, what is this person going to say or do? How do they feel about me screaming at them? How do they feel about me, you know, throwing things at them? How do they feel about me not talking to them, taking their car, not mm-hmm. talking to them for hours at a time? Yeah. Days even. Yeah. Um, there's a whole host of issues that can arise yeah. from this type of attachment. And that's where it gets into being treated for mental health. Hmm. Is I've spent many, many hours counseling people with these issues. So They out here, bro. We <laughs> out here. It's <laughs> they, rough. We out here. They out here. It is, it's, it's rough out there. Um, so that's the dating trap is that they can also kind of fall into those abusive relationships like you were saying hmm. and see it as normal because right. they haven't known anything else. And and again, that's not to say that everyone who experiences disorganized attachment is abusive, but based on my understanding of attachment styles, one might be more uh, inclined to do extreme behaviors with disorganized attachment. Yeah. Or I was talking more being like the... Receive, like the victim of sure yeah but that's what I'm more talking about so They're more likely di- put themselves in situations that aren't good so you mean the person with disorganized attachment being in a situation where they're the receiver of abuse yes sure I mean yeah that yes. that too 
Absolutely. And um, I'd say with abuse, it's not always like this, but a lot of times it's a part of anxious attachment. Like you are trying to control somebody Mm. and you're trying to the point where you abuse them, you know? Right. So, and on the flip, you know, you're receiving so much abuse because you're trying to please this person. It could be, yeah, there's very, there's a lot of relationship dynamics, you know, it's true. Um, So with, uh, kind of some of those traps, you know, there's falling into abusive situations because you have, you grew up with poor boundaries and you think that that's normal. Right. Yeah. Um, another one is like you said, turning into the abuser. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's, it's, it's a lot, there's a lot of different types of traps to fall into. But what I want to kind of reiterate is that again, it's, it's not, not any one of these attachment styles is better than the other. You know, everybody has value. Right. And like, just because you have anxious attachment, I think we should get away from saying things like clingy because that implies mm-hmm. some type, something wrong with wanting intimacy, you know? No, I, I would, it's just, it's, I would, no, yeah. I, I see where you're coming from. Like the connotation like says it's yeah. something negative, but to me, I feel like it's descriptive. You are cling, yeah. you want to cling yeah. to person. I'm, I'm not calling you out. I'm just right. commenting on no, you're good, like, you're good. just, and so like I was saying, normalizing behaviors. Yeah. Right. Right. Normalizing. Yeah. I'm loving it. And so, yeah. um, like I was saying up top, bro, like, like again, not necessarily good that you know being in an abusive household, but it takes all sorts of people to make this world work. And I'm not saying that it, I'm not saying that abuse is mandated in order for people to thrive and succeed. Yeah. But I'm saying that people who have received abuse can turn shit around and make things more beneficial for themselves and their I lives. Mean, I, I'm I'm proof of that. So right, you are too. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just just a little, just a little, you know. Huh? Okay, right, right. so yeah, what we're saying is that not not one type is better than the other. Mm. It takes a village. You it know? Takes a village, man. For so um, it just depends on what type of attachment you have and your experiences. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, get therapy. Yeah, like, for sure. I, whenever somebody comes to me with a problem, like, "Are you going through therapy?" and they're like, "No," I'm like, "You should," because yeah. yeah, and so that's. I'm not even going to make this a whole ass tangent, but I'm going to refer you to our previous episode using music to cope with trauma. There's many different things that you can use to cope with trauma. There's a lot of different non-conventional yeah. types of therapy if you don't have the money to go seek a therapist full time. Yeah, I should be mindful of that. Um, yeah, just get help. Get some help. It, whether it's your best friend or a therapist. Or the lake. Or a book. Or a book. Whatever the fuck you need, just you do you. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Another one is mindfulness, and we're gonna we're gonna circle back after this. I'm just gonna list them off mm-hmm. and then talk about healing from it. But um, so self care and kind of self exploration, mm-hmm. living a productive life, um, and then honesty and communication. There you go. So let's just like tick through some of the sorry secure attachment. We're gonna kind of leave you out of this you know, section. Because you guys are secure and you don't secure. need nobody. You don't need no reassurance. Yo, y'all good it's right like, now. Matter of fact, let me give you a little bit of reassurance. Y'all doing great. Thank you so much. Right now, we're going to talk about the people who do need a little bit of reassurance. So y'all hold it down. Thank y'all the best. Don't don't tell nobody else, but y'all the best. I'm just <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, anxious attachment, a.k.a. Mm. me and Michael Scott. Right. Healing from this is really hard. Like, because... This is why I became a Buddhist, actually. It was because of this shit right here. Because mm. um, atta- Buddhism is a lot about detaching yourself from others and detaching yourself from the need to p- 
please others or to be loved. Um, and letting things like mindfulness, letting things happen in time. Right, right. And instead of expecting like a relationship or expecting something like that and getting anxious and upset when it's not happening, just being there, living every day and not expecting things to happen. And when or if it does happen, experiencing that, but not basing your whole entire life on somebody else's approval. Yeah, for sure. I think that's super important. And I think that goes into the self-exploration bit as well. When we say, um, like, if we're having anxious attachment or avoidant or disorganized or whatever the case may be, um, why is it that I feel so attached? What is it about my... Yeah, it's... what is it? Yeah, yeah. Heal the inner child. Right. Like heal the inner child, right? Or heal the inner person, heal the I inner think? soul. Like what is it about me? Like when did this start? So for me personally, right? Like um, I remember, you know, my parents, you know, they'd, they'd be fighting sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe not liking each other all the time. And that is, you know, it is what it is. And so I, as I was growing up, you know, I was, I was wanting to feel like, okay, well, in a relationship, I would imagine people would want to feel wanted, right? Like, yeah. And so that kind of sparked a little bit of like anxious attachment for me, like, well, I, like as I'm growing through adolescence and things like this. And so I had to re explore that. I had to be like, okay, so what is it about me that makes me feel so, you know, worked up when I'm not getting a particular response? So I have to, you know, doing that self exploration is, yeah, I, I think sure. it's key. I think it's key paramount yeah and for me growing up in the culture i did with a dismissive flesh avoidant father Hmm. um it's a very heavily cultural thing in japan um that kind of came to the japanese american culture and wanting that validation and wanting that love and affection for me Um, and so for self-healing um and living a mindful life i so about when i graduated from college i had a romantic thing not go well Mm-hmm. that I thought was going to turn out better than it did. And so I was so like upset about it and just so just whatever. And in the middle of that shit, like she turned me down. And then the next day I was on a plane to Japan with my family, going back to visit and introduce my friends to them and introduce them to the place where I lived for years of my life. Wait, wait, let me make sure I'm understanding this. Yes. The person who said, hey, I'm not interested, or you said, hey, I'm not interested. No, she said that to me. She said this. Okay, so you say, hey, she says, I'm not interested. You then, after that, take her to Japan? No. No. Okay, okay. That, I was going to say, bro, wait a a minute. This dick has a price tag, okay? (laughs) You can't just, you can't just get a free trip to Japan with this dick. You got to, you got to be a paying customer, okay? You got to be a paying customer if you want to see Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla. Yeah, that's what we're, yeah. No, just play Sure. Um, no, uh, what happened was we had been talking for a few months mm. and just things were going well, you know, just kind of getting to know each other and we we're about to go on a date and she pushed it off and then she texted me like, oh, I, I don't want to date anybody right now. I was like, okay, that's fine. Okay. Uh, I had already had a trip planned that mm. week, like months and months before I even knew this was going to happen. Okay. So makes- I just happened to be going on a trip with my family. That makes so much more sense. Just them. I thought it was just like, yo. And Auntie happened. Irene, she was there. Bless. What up, Irene? I'll, yeah, and I'll get through the story. Um, you see this? Listeners can't see this because this is, see this? I see it. Okay, oh. so this is a, it's a nenju or juzu, which is like uh, a certain amount of beads that represent breaths that you take in meditation. 
It's Ooh, this Buddhist thing, right? Okay. And it's uh, the middle one is uh, a certain, like, whatever, like, shrine you got it at. Hmm. You know, so each bead, like, they'll have a bead that, like, is a drawing of their shrine. Hmm. So Irene bought me that in Japan. Yo, so I went, yeah. So I went on this trip, right? Heartbroken because I thought I was going to have, you know, a hot wife kind of feeling. Right. Um, so it didn't happen. And, um, I started getting into Buddhism. I was leaving my, my child faith, Christianity or whatever, kind of quitting that and looking for things to believe in Mm -hmm. or to feel. And I found Buddhism and on that trip, I visited all these shrines and I spent some time just being with myself and doing a lot of self-care that I needed and forgetting this person. And, um, I came to this like profound realization one day I was just walking on the streets. It's like, I, I'm going to live a life that like, I'm not looking for people. Like I'm not seeking after Mm -hmm. that. I'm not, um, basing my happiness on other people. Right. Cause I've never really had a close relationship. Like I've had things that didn't go well and mm-hmm. things that almost worked out, but I haven't really been close to someone. And so I spent that trip kind of realizing that I'm going to build a life that I want, like a, a fun life. Like I'm going to be fun. I'm going to have fun. Right. I'm going to put dating on pause. I'm going to, you know, live my life and have fun and fuck people if they don't want to be in my life, you know? Yo. But, uh, I stopped seeking people. And I think that's where you- that's where you and I guess like many other people need to be in their lives where they said, okay, I'm just going to be myself. Be I'm, mindful. I'm going to be mindful. I'm going to do self-exploration. I'm going to do some self-care. I'm going to live a productive life. And I mean, when I say productive, I mean, I don't necessarily mean you need to like make an NGO and no. like begin doing fucking massive corporation type live work. Live a fulfilling like, life. Right. Just do things that you enjoy. If that is, you know, like making a podcast, like if that's just talking about things, if that's like developing your art or developing your fucking mechanic skills, bro, engineering, whatever, just like, you know, just be productive in your, in your actions. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I'm getting at for my advice to anxious clients anxiously attached clients and myself and is that it's it sucks to be alone but it sucks even more to give your affections to people that don't don't deserve it yeah yeah absolutely and so build the life that you want you know don't expect things just let them happen and as you are you know doing your shit you know people will come into your life that want to be around you because you have these hobbies. You have these. You're a cool person. That's kind of where I'm. What I'm working on, and that's why I started this podcast is just to have something cool to be involved in. I don't need to crave affection. I don't need, you know. Sometimes it feels good, but mm. yeah. So that's that's my two cents on that topic. No, I feel that. You know, just do what it is that you want to do. Um, again, assuming it's not hurting anybody else and whatnot. We're, like we're gonna. This implied but, here, um, but yeah. right. And the person who is meant for you will see what you are doing. And this is just like, you know, anecdotal shit. Like, it's, this is some, just us. Sometimes it doesn't happen. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Sometimes you be doing your shit and don't nobody give a fuck. But yeah. sometimes, you know, 
as you're doing what you're doing, someone will be like, hey, I, I recognize what you're doing. I see what you're doing. I like you as a person. Um, maybe we can get some coffee and form some sort of attachment. Yeah. And so I forgot to mention that part, too, is in the dating like relationships and stuff hmm. is to kind of take it slow. Don't give people your attention that don't deserve it. Don't, you know, get all like hoping and set it up like this big fantasy, you know, that is just going to disappoint you. Have really be grounded in reality right. and in the present moment. Right. And I, I'm, I'm a fucking therapist. I have credentials to my name and I struggle with this shit. Cause my, you're human, bro. I'm human, but my heart is like a puppy dog. Like hmm. if you give it attention, it's going to take that attention kind of feeling, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it wants treats and it wants all this, you know, so don't hop in my DMS unless like you're really interested in me. Cause like it's bad. Yeah. I'm working on I'm Michael Scott, man. My heart is Michael Scott. So what would you tell people avoidant attachment? Like, what would you, what's your advice? My advice to people, <clears throat> my advice to people with avoidant attachment would be like, not everyone is out to do you wrong. Um, some people just want to care for you. Um, Granted, there are some people who are going to do you wrong. There are people who are going to do you because that's just the fucking human experience, humans the human condition. Ass. Like this is is what it it happens sometimes, and yes. humans do suck. Um, I feel that to treat all potential relationships with the uh, with the arms extended type, right? Yeah. Like like I'm gonna I love you, but I just love you over there. Um, not everyone is able to do that so just yeah. be mindful some people may feel isolated some people may yeah. feel like you i'm not getting the love that i'm wanting from this relationship yeah and again you can be you can be vulnerable it's okay it'd be like that sometimes but um yeah, not everyone's out to do you wrong bro not all the time so you're kind of saying make yourself vulnerable sometimes yeah i'm i'm saying Make yourself vulnerable to the extent that you're comfortable with, right? I'm not saying that you need to overwhelm your spouse with love and affection to let them know that you care about them, but also don't isolate them. Don't fucking isolate them. Don't, don't right? isolate them. There we go. I was just waiting on that. You know, just waiting just on that, that cliffhanger. That's right. Yeah. To, don't yeah. isolate. Yeah, that's good. I think what I would say... I don't understand this attachment like style personally, but is to make yourself, you know, be explore kind of in therapy, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever type of thing. Right, right. Why, what about it makes you uncomfortable? You know, what about these relationships? What about opening up and sharing your feelings? Is it something in your past? Is it, you know, just the way you are mm-hmm. is to explore that and, Unless you want to be alone for the rest of your life. I mean, some people do, but that's fine. for a lot of avoidant people, you know, they kind of, um, you know, everybody wants to be loved, you know? Right, right. And so, yeah, they, I would say just explore that and be, be upfront about your needs with people. Yo, and I'm glad you said that. Be upfront about your needs with people. And before you do that, like, be upfront about your needs with yourself like when the lights are off when you getting ready to go to sleep when you know the freaking doors are locked the windows locked lights all that shit whatever cats are sleeping dogs is babies done um 
be upfront with yourself and say, okay, so what is it that I want? What is it that I need? Yeah, that applies to any attachment style. Any attachment style, seriously. Yeah, and that's why it's so important to figure out who you are before you commit yourself to people because Mm -hmm. so many divorces happen because people, you know, they jumped into something and they're like, they realize like, I don't want this. Right. But it was, it's a heavy price tag, a divorce. It is. It's a heavy price tag. And so is the price tag of polyamory. Very heavy price tag. That if that's something that you're into. I mean, there's whole cities in Utah where that's like the entire economy is based on that kind of relationship. I, but I, yeah, I, did, I didn't say polygamy. Okay, sorry. Polyamory. Polyamory specifically. Yes. Like, like that takes a very very mature type of mind. Like in that type oh, of attachment okay. style, like yes. that is like that has yes. to be super secure. Like that is ultra secure we, attachment. We may have to do an entire separate episode on that because that's yeah. a it's a deep dive At, yeah I, uh, might be to, I know I several people who uh i don't know if they'd want to come on the show but i know people i could talk to and ask them like what is yeah, like? just ask them questions yes yeah. um that's a very secure attachment style though super secure yeah so with um kind of the avoidant is you know make yourself vulnerable to people explore that what about it is you know scary to you and then mm-hmm. also just be aware of your values Right. You know, uh, if you don't want to be attached to somebody, then don't commit yourself to that. Right. You know, uh, that goes for any relationship is don't, um, yeah, just be honest with what you need and what you want and tell people. That's one of the most important things is to tell people because there are whole marriages that have lasted 50 years and they didn't tell each other that, hey, I don't want this. This is my, <laughs> I speak yeah. from experience with uh, certain family members, but uh, we won't get there. Right. That's that's yet another episode. (laughs) Yes. And so, yeah, it's okay to, it's okay to have whatever attachment style you have. If you want attention and if you want, um, you know, care and love and intimacy, that's okay. Like Mm -hmm. find somebody that can provide that, you know, what I'm saying is don't jump into somebody's arms that can't provide that. Right. Don't jump into someone's arms who cannot provide your, you know, preferred love style, attachment style. And then expect to change them. Oh, that, that causes a lot of issues. So don't do that. I am glad you brought that up because that is like why I am still single to this day. Hmm. And it's a lot of work because people are trying to change you. No, me trying to change them and hoping oh. and holding on that they'll you know change. Oh, okay. So you have like this uh, this ideal yeah idea in your mind, right? Like this is utopia. We're freaking our. Or freaking white picket fences, you know, the the dogs, the houses, the, all this. And then you meet somebody and you're like, yo, I need you to act right. And then they're like, no, I'm not going to act right. And then you're like, 86th, goodbye. Ideally, yes, 86th, as we discussed off air. I mean, wouldn't want to ideally 86 somebody, you know, ideally we want to maintain the relationship. But you know what I'm saying. It depends. It really <laughs> does depend. <laughs> it depends. So, yeah, that's, I'm glad you brought that up. But, yeah, that's basically kind of like don't. Don't create expectations in your mind about people mm. before they're ready to commit to you. Because how do I say this? There's certain experiences of my background that this is why this is how things are in my life. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't so, my fault. So I'm just going to put it like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to say that there's everyone who knows at least one person who said, you know, I got in this relationship. This person is doing this thing. I don't like it. I want to change it. Or I'm going to change them or I'm going to... I'm going to change them. Yeah. Right? 
if you're wanting to change them to fit your attachment slash love style, stop it because that you you get what you get, and uh, you 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 end up alone and you know heartbroken or bitter in a long term relationship, like certain people from my background. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it goes with you know honesty, communication, mm. and just if you don't like somebody, don't play along. Like don't if you're not sure about being with them, like you said, mm-hmm. tell them that and like don't. Yeah, just don't don't get stuck somewhere where you're just unhappy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that's kind of that. But with like, what would you say for people with disorganized attachment? Like, I think those are the people that need the most help. Um, I would say to people with disorganized attachment. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's hard really because there's so many different you know variations of the disorganized attachment, right? Um, but I'll say it's not everyone is out to harm you. Not everyone is out to do you. And I mean, this is also like the same thing that I would say to avoid it. But I mean, with disorganized, it's it, it's harder to just pin down. Um, like, I'd say slow down, freaking breathe. Like, yeah. um, understand that we are people. Understand that we all have emotions. Understand that, you know sometimes you might feel stressed out understand that your actions and behavior might be stressing someone else out and acknowledge that and so it's um it's hard it's hard it's hard well like i said i've spent hours in my therapy career doing talking to people with these issues you know that's Mm -hmm. how much that's how big of an issue it is you know right and i would say is to take care of yourself first before you try and date someone mm-hmm. you know you can't you can't you can't fill somebody else's cup if you're empty right you'll just end up doing a lot more damage yes and so i would say get healing get help you know try and work on some of those things and take it slow like you don't need nobody needs to be in a relationship a relationship's a great thing mm-hmm. but it's not it's not the end all be all of our existence like there's people that have been in relationship. Relationship does not make you right, it's not automatically a, like a you know better or your life better or whatever. Like yeah, it's not a necessity. It's not a necessity because there's plenty. I know so many people who are married who are miserable as fuck. Yeah, you know, and I know so many people who all these different situations. So this is like more of a continuum, right? Like yeah. the relationship continuum. Yeah, it's something. It's nice to have, but it's not. If you have, you know. For any attachment style, for anybody, if you have, you know, deep-seated issues, a relationship's not a good way to fix them. What I will say is if you have deep-seated issues, a relationship is a good way to figure out what issues you contribute to the relationship and what issues you are willing to tolerate in a relationship. True. I'm talking about... Just so long as you're paying attention to these things. I'm just saying, don't expect somebody else to fix your issues or... Right. Yeah, don't... Yeah, yeah no. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Don't... don't <laughs> got to take care of yourself first, you know? Right. So in the same way that you shouldn't want to change other people, don't expect that this person is going to come in here, save and fix you because that's still on your ass. You yeah. have to do that work. And the relationship is fucking supplementary. Yes. And so, just our last part, I, I'm excited for this part. We're going to talk about <laughs> famous examples in media. And some of these 
famous examples of I, okay, what in the media of these rela- attachment styles Ooh. in relationships, right? So my first one, and you've probably seen this one, Howl and Sophie from Howl's Moving Castle. Haven't seen it. What? Haven't seen. Oh, it. dude, that's a good one. That's a, I was just watching this on the way over here or before. Um, a Studio Ghibli film, I'm yes, guessing. It is. It's one mm-hmm. of the best ones. How and Sophie? I'm gonna have to watch it then. So Howl's Moving Castle. It is about, I won't spoil all of it, but it's about this, um, there's this wizard who's really charming, really handsome, you know, and everybody wants him and everything. And there's this shopkeeper. She's, she's about his age, but she's really kind of um, humble and just, you know, and their paths cross. Mm-hmm. And it ends up kind of being one of those things where he has so many issues deep down, but she's secure enough to kind of, like heal him. That's like she's she's like ultra secure, right? <clears throat> and he's ultra like he's all over the place, but he's mostly avoidant or like the other one mm-hmm. that's avoidant too. Don't expect every single one of your relationship partners to come in and fix you. No, if if if, it's if a they fairy do, tale type shit, this is a fairy tale. But I'm saying this is kind of some examples of right, right. Of course, of it's, course, it's an extreme example, but it's also beautiful because she's able to kind of like love him even though he's tough to love is that the one with the like the like the all black like ghost looking thing but he has like the, the white mask no this, like that's spirited away that's spirited away okay that's great. another good one but Classic. it's not on my list um naruto <laughs> think, okay. let's think about this what, what what do you think mr sir i know what i think bro i'm gonna let you go ahead because i haven't literally have not delved in the realm of naruto since i was in like junior high okay so, well that was a long time ago yeah so go for <laughs> okay. it okay <laughs> so um anxious attachment because hmm. he's craving love and affection from people like he wants people to be around him but he's different and so nobody really understands him hmm. and it when he like clings on to somebody or when he attaches to somebody like he's there he's a good friend right right so he's a- definitely a sign of anxious attachment hmm. i can see that yes this one i, I will give I'll give I'll I'll name my four, firstborn son or male Tony if you get this one, okay? Oh, okay. Heathcliff and Catherine from Wuthering Heights. Oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Exactly. So Wuthering Heights, it's this story um, by one of the Bronte sisters in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a period piece, but it's about this um, relationship between this person he's just a really complicated complex individual he was like it's this is good it takes so long to explain this but basically he's an asshole and he's like one of those guys who he was not landed gentry so he's kind of you know a peasant basically mm-hmm. but he, he's in love with this this person who is landed gentry and they have to choose like him or somebody else then you know, and so it just goes through how awful of a person he is. Like he, so he's he's definitely reactive because he um, has a lot of anxiety about Catherine and wanting to be with her. But when she's around her, he's destructive. Like he destroys relationships, and he is so mean and just he's an awful person. But he's also really complex. So I'm not comparing mm-hmm. our anybody like specifically, but it's just a good example of what. That is disorganized. Right. No, I mean that's a, I guess it's a good example. Um, yeah. One that I was thinking of. I mean, not necessarily of disorganized, but I mean, <clears throat> the boys. Ooh. You watch the boys? 
Have you seen? I the saw the first season and then my Prime account ran out. Okay, great, close enough. So, yeah. um, what Starlight and Huey, right? So Huey has more anxious attachment to her. He's like, "Yo, I want to save you. On, I want to make sure you're okay whenever we're away. I want to, you know, want to make sure you're you're good." And she's more secure in her attachment. Like, "Yo, I'm good. I'm literally a fucking superhero, bro. Like, chill. I'm I'm good." Yeah. <laughs> the problem with Catherine. Um, and you didn't do the book report or the notes, so I can't really blame you here for not knowing. Um, I'm just kidding. There was no homework to read this book. Oh, so you're just trying to roast me for no reason. Yeah, exactly. This guy. <laughs> so Catherine, okay, she is so she is the one who is she's kind of in between, like she's not particularly like highbrow, like landed gentry, but she's not Heathcliff was adopted, like the dad just came home with a baby one day from the road. Mm-hmm. Don't know how he got him. Named him Heathcliff. Didn't give him a last name. He was just Heathcliff. Heathcliff. Right? Nice. So he has no name, and he was raised kind of... The dad liked him, but then he was raised as a servant by the the son of the, the dad. And so he was raised, like, abused, abused hmm. for years. Absolutely. And so he's a very surly individual, very, like, just all over the place. So Catherine's the opposite. She's really clingy, and she wants affection and she chases it's, it's, the whole book's about how they just kind of pass each other up you know hmm. and how he's it, he's just yeah it's he, he inflicts a, a intergenerational revenge by wronging her kids because she didn't choose him damn yeah it's it's intense it's an intense book man okay so anyway that's a famous one um tommy shelby from peaky blinders Again, haven't seen Peaky Blinders. Well, there's some some more homework that you didn't do, bro. I'm gonna fuck, have to have a, look. Dog, I'm gonna have look, to talk to. Hey, look, I'm gonna have to talk to Felicia about look, you look, gaming before look, you do your homework. Look, dog. Look, yeah, go look. ahead. I didn't do homework in fucking college, bro. I don't <laughs> look. If people tell me to do something, I'm gonna do what the fuck I want to do when I feel like doing it, and that's what you get. Like. That's it, bro. And so I will do homework when it's required. I definitely, let me just point out, I did do some homework while I was at the U. Obviously, I fucking did enough to get my freaking degree. Passed, got fucking great grades. Congrats. So, you know what I'm saying? We in the building. But if someone says, hey, here's a bunch of reading. I need you to do it before this week. I'm not. I, just out of spite, I'm fucking not. I'm going to research what I want when I want until I'm ready. Like, <laughs> that's just it. Dude. I know. There was no expectation. This, this is a joke. This is a bit. Well, well that was just some real life shit for anyone who tries to ask me to do homework. <laughs> Don't ask, do ask my homework, man to do homework. Um, I'm going to do what I want when I want. So, and I will have enough information to get yes, to get it moving. So there, there was no expectation here. I, I wrote the... Actually, I'm fucking with you because I wrote these knowing that you didn't know who they were. <laughs> this fucking guy. But, and on top of that, like literally the last three days, I haven't gotten very much sleep. So... I'm already like irritable. <laughs> and I've been drunk these past three days because of... These Let's days. go. Yeah. But anyways, really, some so shit anyway, y'all need to hear. Let's go. I, I wrote these specifically knowing that you wouldn't know what they were and then to fuck with you. Great. Um, this one, I, I'm pretty sure you know. Jesse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, what, what you got? Breaking Bad. No, um, but like, uh, what, 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 I know that, but what do, you, <laughs> what do you think? What do you think about his attachment style? I wouldn't fucking describe his shit because let me let me tell you how long it's been since i watched breaking bad okay it's been a long time 
It's been a fucking while, bro. So, but but you know what? I'm gonna say what? Fuck. I'm just trying. Uh, I'm just trying to get bro? you. There you go. There like, you go. With disorganized, yeah. Let's go. Because like when uh, people try and get close to him, he has that reaction, like hmm. justifiably so, because he's in this lifestyle that's just not conducive to a relationship. But he tends to run away from people. But he still wants to be loved, you know. Right. Right. Um, obviously, because of all the things he did, you know, for his girlfriend and for his next girlfriend and her son, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but definitely disorganized just because of what he's going through. For sure. This one, if you know this one, this would be, okay, Mary Crawley. From? And Edith Crawley from Downton Abbey. Nope. Yeah. So I watch all types of shit. You know, I'm, mm. I have my war shows. I have anime. I have whatever. I also happen to like British dramas. So. Great. There you go. That is what it is. I'd be watching like <clears throat> I'd be watching like Bar Rescue, like fucking okay. Ma- Master Chef, fucking Ink Master, like stuff that's already been recorded. That stuff fucking- has its place in my lineup too. I watch shows about sharks. Yeah. Random shows. I watch um sports. I watch a lot of sports. Hmm. I I also like my British like period pieces, you know? I'm complex. So they are two sisters who are the daughters of a lord in England in like the 1920s. Mm-hmm. And one is very attractive and she's like the one that all the money's going to go to. Mm-hmm. And then the other one's her. <laughs> I'll put it that way because no prospects, no whatever. You know, the guys at the time, they don't like her. Like they okay. like her older sister because her older sister's. Mm, you know, right, right. The the bee's knees. She's the bee's knees, as they would say. The the king's request. Exactly. So, she, surprise, surprise, is very avoidant mm. of people. She has a lot of suitors, and she's not sure like who's for real and who's just trying, who just wants the money. So she's very distant and very like she does not like getting close to people. Mm. Her sister, on the other hand is always looking for somebody to, you know, to be there for her, right? And then they have a third sister who's just awesome, who is just secure. So she's just there. Okay. Yeah. Just there, holding it down. Okay. How about Pam and Jim from The Office? Yeah. What do you think think their style is? I guess like secure. Very, very secure. Very secure. Yeah. Like, and that's good for them, you know? Mm -hmm. How about Michael? Anxious? Of what? I don't fucking know, dude. Like, he's anxious as fuck, man. That's why I said I'm Michael. <laughs> okay, let's review his like his dating choices. Right, he proposed to a woman after nine dates in front of a bunch of Indian people at at uh, Diwali. They didn't know. Okay, yeah, <laughs> kind of anxious, right? He was in whenever he meets a woman, right? She's like his wife. In his mind, mm-hmm. you know, um, he's me. <laughs> he's you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Have you guys seen Five Hundred Days of Summer? Nope. Okay. It's this Zoe Deschanel plays it, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and basically she is she wants her space, and he doesn't. He's cl- he, he's clingy, you know, mm-hmm. but she just wants to be her and she doesn't want him the same way and that's what the whole show is about it's an awesome fucking show i watch it whenever somebody breaks my heart so word yo yeah tell you what whenever someone breaks my heart jump on apex 
Start yeah. playing Apex Legends or Rocket League, really. Yeah. Like, just, just whatever. Work on your craft, bro. Get it in. I practice my Japanese. Practice Japanese. Play Super Smash Bros. I play Super Smash Bros. I play the guitar. I'm into fishing, like fly fishing. Mm. Um, what else am I into? Yeah, that's a podcasting. This there is, you go. Do this that. Is, this podcast is my child, right? There you go. I spend so much of my affections, my love, sometimes my money. Mm. I'm making a better podcast for y'all. So, yo, like and subscribe. Also, yo, if you or anyone you know are struggling with issues related to attachment, you know, being like any abusive things or like if people are emotionally abusive or whatever the case may be, seek help. Get help. Reach out. Be there for one another. This world is wild. This world is crazy. This world is sometimes pretty sick, but this world is fucking dumb sometimes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, freaking maintain out there bro fucking yeah Yeah. thanks for listening you've got this thank you for listening